0: Contracts can be any form at all. They can be oral, they can be written. It doesn't have to be this this long document. All it has to say... Can it be like DMs? DMs
1: or Facebook messages?
0: Yeah, uh, precisely. It can be DMs or Facebook messages. So what you're looking for, if you have DMs, is an unqualified yes. So uh, it has to be proof that they showed like, yes, this is it, there's no further discussion. Yes, I'm buying at this price, uh, this quantity. My name is Donnie Paul Henson, and I'm a legal practitioner here in the Philippines. Uh, primarily, my work is litigation and corporate work, so I deal with a lot of contracts. I deal with a lot of contract reviews and corporate registrations and a lot of business transaction law, uh, which includes also negotiations and settlements. So, yeah, so I, I guess that's what the podcast is really about. Uh, it's just about condensing legal knowledge into something that's applicable for everyday humans, right, for everyday transaction. So, well, you know, as lawyers, that's pretty much our job. We're more of translators for the general public of what legalese is into English or layman English. So that's the aim, at least when, I, when we talked about it, that was the aim of the podcast, right, just to get it down, just to make it more applicable for everyday people. Alright, so as I, I, uh, discussed, the first episode for today is about uh, the exciting, beautiful, and uh, uh, very alluring world of contracts. <laughs> I think a uh, very misunderstood and underrated world of contracts. What is a contract? There is this preconception with people that a contract has to be this really big formal affair where it has to be pages upon pages of legalese and terms and stipulations and obligations. That's why a lot of people think that they don't need a contract in their daily transaction. Sorry, but But if you look at the legalese, 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 it's just a term for legal language, you know, Chinese legalese. Right. Okay. Okay. Even the law gives a very simple and plain definition of what a contract is, right? So it's just a meeting of mind. It's an agreement. Between two persons, where one person binds himself or obligates himself to give something or to do some service, right? Whether to sell something, to give some payment, or to do some service if you're not selling something particular. So that's the preconception in society today. The contracts have to be this huge formal affair, which it really isn't. You know, contracts can be any, any, any form, but they're very also very, very important to have in your daily transactions, especially if you're a businessman or if you're an online entrepreneur or such as in your case, right? A videographer. Uh, You do contracts, you do projects, what do you call it? You do projects for other people. Yeah.
1: You do uh, agreements. You do sort of, if I do this thing for you, you do this thing for me. That's basically it. So why do you need a contract? What is that for? Well,
0: the aim of a contract is to reduce into writing, or at least some tangible form, the agreements that you previously had with each other. And to make it more clear, they're, they're powerful in a sense na parang uh, parang label sa relationship, right? If you're trying to get in with, uh, with somebody. You know, you, who wants to have a relationship where walang label? You know, isn't that a problem in society? Nah, you've been going out with this girl for so long, tapos you keep hanging out in the same uh, days, same hours. You know, uh, but at, at the end of the day, you, you know, the girl doesn't wanna, or you don't wanna put a label on it, so it remains ambiguous, and it's difficult for you or the girl, kasi or I, You know, I'm not judging. You know, uh. To actually another define girl if you're a girl, yeah, another girl. If you're a girl, oh, love is love is love. Mm-hmm. It's so ambiguous, though, in a sense that you don't know those things. So those are just between you and the person, and sometimes the other person doesn't know what it really is for you. So that's why in relationships it's important to have a label. You know, what are we? You know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, and it's powerful because it sets the dynamics of the relationship between you two, right? So whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend. Whether it's an open relationship or a close relationship, you can define that based on the label that you put on it, right? So it carries is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Now it carries with it the terms and obligations of your relationship, if any. And just like contracts, you can stipulate. You know, I can stipulate that it's an open relationship. Depends on you, right? Yeah. So same with commercial transactions. Uh, contract is there for both proactive and reactive effects. So proactive in the sense that you it allows both of you to start to sit down. It requires both of you to sit down and actually define what you guys want for each other. So even before the job is done, right, it already has a good effect on your relationship because it forces you to define the the scope of work that needs to be done. Like, okay, let's come on. You and I, let's sit down. I have a contract here. Uh, Can we hash out the terms? So it forces you to discuss the specifics of your project so that it so it goes smoothly even before this project begins. Like, okay, this project's going to go on for like maximum of two months. Or this video that I'm going to make is what, usually 20 minutes and that's the max. I can do re-edits. You can talk about the person. I can maybe re-edit for like twice or three times. But these are the specific things that I can edit only. You're going to have to give me certain creative liberties, right? So there's an... Ex- it's the setting expectations between you... And your client. So that it prevents you from having problems while the project is ongoing. Okay. Like, you know, maybe you don't have a contract beforehand. Do you have usual problems with this? Like, what's your usual problems when you do projects that you well, think you could have hashed out beforehand?
1: Well, precisely that. Like, uh, like revisions. Like, sometimes a client will not be. Because when you work in, like, the, the creative industry, it's very subjective, you know. You can have a product that the one person looks great. Another person, not so much. So there's right. a lot of room to be like, oh, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm not. So I think as a creative, that's super important to set like, I don't know, a revision. Yeah. I can only yeah. you can only give me so many messages that say, oh, can you change this, change that At the, at a certain number of times of doing that? You know, there has to be a limit because you're not just sort of we're both wasting our time on this thing that you're trying to nitpick. Time is money. So we're wasting money. Yeah, so but yeah, hey, I think I think right. I think you're right. Like, we, there should be things like that revisions. Um, you know, the, the the quality, the format of the work, the duration of the work. You have to set in stone, like how many days you're gonna shoot, how many people you're bringing onto mm-hmm. the shoot, like things like that. The price, there has to be like let's say a revision limit, and then up beyond that revision limit, there there's a markup for every time you go beyond that. But it, it, let's say in a different context, let's say I'm a uh, I sell products online on like a Facebook page or or, or, or uh, yeah. Instagram. Do mm-hmm. I still need contracts for the people I sell with? Like each stage? Ideally ideally yes in a sense that if you
0: could um, make a contract for each person, uh, let's say you're selling on Instagram. Okay. And you post your product on there and then uh, a customer comes into you and says, I want to buy these these items like these these items that you've posted. Uh, ideally, you would send the contract to them. All right, so I'll send you a short contract. This is your order form. Usually, it comes in the order form. Again, my emphasis is that contracts can be any form at all. They can be oral. They can be written. It doesn't have to be this, this long document. Can it all be, it has to say, can it be like DMs,
1: DMs or Facebook messages?
0: Yeah, uh, precisely. It can be DMs or Facebook messages. So long as the DMs or those Facebook messages show that you agreed, to sell this person this particular item or these particular items. Because uh, going back to the definition, it's a meeting of the minds. So you, you, the DM just has to show consent that you bind yourself to give something or to render some service. So it has to consent to give from both parties. these particular items.
1: Yes, yes. So I have to consent uh, to selling, they have to consent to buying.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. As long as there's proof of that. Now, okay. consent doesn't have to be like, I consent to purchase these items. No, it's, yeah, like a simple, yup, or I'll deliver these on yes, these days. Yup. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, pa, or whatever, so long as there's consent there, proof of consent, you know. Explicit enough to show that they understood what you're selling, and at the same time, they are agreeing to what you are selling. It has to be an unqualified acceptance of the offer what we mean by that is that for example i'm selling five items and he replies uh how much if i can do four items uh but at this price i'm okay with this price that's not that's not an unqualified yes so there's no contract of sale yet there right it's a renegotiation although he said okay or yes i see these items but can i do this price that's not an unqualified so what you're looking for if you have dms is an unqualified yes so It has to be proof that they showed, like, yes, this is it. There's no further discussion. Yes, I'm buying at this price, uh, this quantity. So that's pretty much it. You know, it's Uh a matter of logic, it's a matter of understanding, so long as it's clear. You know, the law isn't very strict on what consent looks like, uh, so long as it's understood as
1: consent. So you're saying, let's say I have a message history of, let's say I'm selling um, flip flops on Facebook. And some yeah, person right. messages me and then they say, Hi, I, I'd like to buy the flip this size, this price, and then you say, Oh, yes po available po and then you say uh is yung price for that for that size and they say oh it yung uh yung um, screenshot of bank transfer, whatever g cash, whatever, pay Maya." and then uh, you say ah. Sige po. So that chat history right there that's the value of that as a contract would be the same as a contract that's written by a lawyer notarized and signed by both parties in times new roman. Uh,
0: okay uh insofar as written by a lawyer uh, as long as it contains the same terms and obligations yes it would be just as strong because it's just a written obligation because uh, the lawyer If the lawyer writes it, he's just authoring it. He's just writing the contract. But it's you both sign a contract. So it's just the consent between you that matters. So the law will just look at whether you have consent to the same terms and obligations. It doesn't matter if it looks like a document that's made in five pages or four pages or whatever font or it's just your DMs. So long as the consent is there, it's just as powerful. Now, you said something about notarization. There's a different effect there if you have a document notarized but that's more on when you have to prove it in court because yeah it's it's a technical matter of authentication of documents but for purposes of being evidence that it is a binding contract between you and that person of sale yeah definitely it's a it's a long-winded answer but the short answer is yes it's it's so long as it contains the same terms and obligations yes it's just as powerful At what point would you have to need it notarized? Uh, Notarization. The process of notarization is signing the document in the presence of a notary public who is a lawyer, right? That notary public represents uh, the public at large. He is a person who is separate from the contract, but he is acting like a witness to the contract, all right? So when you have it notarized, it will say they're signed in my presence voluntarily and willingly by these parties who are known to me, and the lawyer signs that. So you would need that in a court of law because the court would say, okay, uh, is this document genuine, right? So before you present it before the court, you have to authenticate. We call that authentication. So when you have it notarized, it's like you're pre-authenticating document. You've already told the court, here, we have the third person a notary public, someone who is not interested in the contract, someone who represents the public, who already saying that we did it voluntarily and genuinely. So this document is genuine. There's no need for us to go back to court and then say that I wrote this document or I signed this document because someone else already did it. It's a long-winded technical process to show that the public itself has already accepted that uh, okay, document
1: or you're making known your contract to the public. But okay, but if it's a screenshot of Facebook messages or Instagram messages or Twitter, me- whatever, or texts or emails, text or emails or whatever written. Yeah, you products. have to authenticate
0: it or Yeah, that's the difference. Like, but uh, for normal transactions, yeah,
1: you don't really need notarization. Let's say a product they're selling, the 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 buyer claims it's defective. Things like that, you know, like the the little details that sometimes a buyer would come back to you, uh, message you on Facebook again, oh, I have an issue with this order or something like this, or even though they already committed to the sale or or, those kinds of things. All right. So that's the
0: value of contracts as well is you can put stipulation in your contract that the goods will be delivered as is, like in the condition that you can even stipulate there. It would be good to have in your contract a stipulation of Uh, If you don't return the goods or if you don't state that there's something wrong with the goods within two days or three days from receipt, then you accept it as is and there's no refund and no exchange policy or whatnot, right? So that's why you see a lot of these kinds of uh, stipulations in other stores or other online stores when you buy these goods. In fact, I think if you go to Lazada or Shopee, you are allowed to return the goods first. You have to confirm that you receive the goods in working condition before Shopee sends the money to the seller. So there are a lot of these implied uh, stipulations that you go into when you buy products through these selling sites. All the more for you if you're selling directly to other people, right? It would be good to have a contract. Now, again, the way to practically do this is to send an order form to parties to your clients and to customers, which shows all the, the requirements and the disclaimers that
1: you have, would, would, uh, would the contents of that order form, if you copy-pasted it to a Facebook message, would that be, in, this, in, in essence, the same? Yes. It,
0: yeah. Yes, definitely. If Especially if this is the order form, can you fill it up and then uh, tell me if you're okay with it? And then when they fill it up, and then they say that they're okay in some way form,
1: that this is it, that the, the this is a final submission, then that's good as a contract. How about how about you just copy paste those lines from the order form into Facebook chat, and then say, are you? Yeah, this no problem. With no a problem. Point again up emoji. Ah, no problem.
0: I think uh, that's that's uh, uh, from my legal opinion. Yeah, that's no problem. That's it's good as a written contract. Just a different font, a
1: different, uh, a different way of writing it now, but still a written contract. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many emojis are on there, what kind of emojis or what kind of smileys. Uh-huh.
0: As long as it's legible and it's understandable. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, well, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Here's a, here's a question. If, they, all right. if you send that and you say, is, are you agreeable to this? And then they react with the, the message with like a thumbs up or something. Is that consent? Would that qualify as a yes? Yes. Really? They've yeah, my legal
0: opinion. Yes. Yes, my legal opinion is yes. That's a yes. Okay. But if you want to be really safe, tell them to say yes. Oh, <laughs> to, okay, get them to... Write if, 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 yeah, if you want to be... Cause, hey, yeah, these are the bare minimums. What you're talking about, yeah, it'll work for me. But again, you know, the law is fluid, and the law is made of men and enforced by men. So you have to prove it before a judge, if ever, or someone, or maybe a prosecutor. So again, the clearer it is, the better it is. The less room for doubt you have, the clearer your claim. Right. So, although uh in my legal opinion, and if I was your lawyer, I would say, yeah, that's definitely binding. Uh, But I would advise that it would be much better if it was more clear, like, yes, I accept the terms. Tell them to say that. I understand some banks, what they do. Uh, If they send you text messages regarding um, your loan obligations being due and then whether you want to deduct it from this particular account and you're agreeing to it, you have to reply in a specific way. You have to say uh-huh. yes, underscore your account number, and then you have to send it to a particular <sighs> um, particular number. So you see how clear it is that there's no room for mistake there. Like uh, I, there's no wiggle room for me to say I know. You know the thumbs up on Facebook is just right there next to the to the chat box. I did not mean to send it. See, it just cuts off those kinds of defense. Mm. Okay, so the goal here is try to get it as clear cut
1: as possible.
0: Yeah, because, again, th- these are just general pieces of advice. Okay. This is my opinion. Okay. Right? I'm just one lawyer. And then for every lawyer, there's another opinion. So there's a billion other uh, opinions out there. Okay. So the le- the clearer you can make it, the more opinions you can get. Say na, okay, you know, that is that is consent. All right. Again, just to recap, you know, I, just, I don't want to end here like a long-winded discussion. Contracts are important because they define the relationship between you and your client. You know, it carries the terms and obligations between you and your client, which you want to have defined before you do the service or before you sell the product, right? Okay. And that's the proactive part. So the reactive part, the defensive part, is that if something does go wrong, at least you can refer to something that you already previously agreed upon. And that's very important. Uh, that's primarily what contracts are for. They're to show that uh, there are a defense for something that hasn't been done or should have been done. Now, people are afraid of contracts because they can, you know, they, it's a long-winded discussion supposedly of terms and obligations, but not really. Contracts can be, again, in any form, oral or written. can be, like what you said, uh, DM through Facebook messages. But it has to be recorded.
1: It has to be recorded. It can be oral.
0: It can be oral, actually. But the problem with oral contracts is that it's hard to prove. Right? Yeah, so okay. it's much better unless you have a witness or if the person himself uh, admits that okay. he said that. Okay. But that's hard. That's hard, especially if yeah, you're... Yeah, of course, right? If you're yeah, it's yeah. your word against my and word. They, if he admits, then it's my name, but if it's not, if he doesn't admit, you not So that's why I suggest always written, right? Always have written form of agreements. Now, it would okay. be much better if it was formal, especially for bigger transactions. You get the help of a lawyer. But if it's for everyday transactions, I suggest you have a template, a template for your a small contract template. Like even in your work as a videographer, you should always have a template of the things that
1: you do. Your usual stipulations, right? And, and I don't then, have, need them to sign like a form or anything. I could just send that as a Facebook message and get them to say yes and then boom. Yeah, Good. yeah,
0: you can do that. You can do that. No problem. Like these are my terms. These are my obligations. Do you agree to this? And then they say yes. Boom. You got a contract. Or do you want to renegotiate this? And then boom. And they renegotiate? Ask them to say yes again. That's pretty much it. You don't need a, a PDF document. You don't need to sign Yeah. Okay. It That's would really be good not. to have that because
1: that would be better uh, in court, right? Okay. Okay. Dope. Dope. And the, and the goal here is to get it as clear as possible. So if if let's say that yes. the person using the Facebook account you're talking to, their name is not their real name on Facebook, you have to make them say, Hey, yes, my name is this. My legal name is this. I consent to this contract. So just make them say yeah. something like precisely, that. Precisely. Precisely. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, the the last part then is okay. You've got all this contract, right? You got this discussion of what well, you have the terms and obligations, the terms of payment, and all of that, uh, which is important also to put into a contract, like when you want to pay, how much you want to pay at a particular time, right? Uh, so what then happens if what's my remedy if I if the contract isn't followed? You know, what if suddenly there are changing circumstances that I can't? You know, you're doing a project. You know, you, you're uh, shooting this ad and then suddenly the business goes macro and you're halfway into the project. What happens now? Do you get paid? What's going on? Can you not get paid? Well, the contract allows you to enforce your obligation to say, hold on. I know you you don't have money, but you have to pay your creditors. I'm now a creditor. So parang So it's proof that you are owed. Now… The best way to remedy, like if something goes wrong in a contract, the first I always suggest is to not go legal action again. It's always to negotiate. Contracts are just agreements between you and that person, right? Mm -hmm. It's It's just a meeting of the minds. So as much as possible, try to negotiate with that person. Create a new agreement that, okay, I know you're having problems. I know maybe you can't pay right now. Okay. I know maybe you had a problem at the time. You thought you had the money, but you don't. But let's negotiate. You know, I understand this situation. Let's reduce it in half. Just pay me half, or at least the very least, just give me as much as I already invested into this project. So it's negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. So even if you go against the terms of the agreement that you previously agreed upon, you can always renegotiate it. As so a you don't, you both. Don't. As a new contract, yes, exactly. So just because it's an old contract doesn't mean it's immutable. It can always be changed so long as the same parties agree to a new change. right? So that's the first remedy. Renegotiate if you need to renegotiate. Don't be be afraid to talk about it. Don't try to stick to the contract and say, oh my God, you know. Especially if you are on the losing end. It's like, especially if you, let's say your camera was damaged. Don't be afraid to talk to the party that you talked to beforehand Mm -hmm. and say, I can't Mm -hmm. do... Like this, these kinds of shots or whatever. Okay. So the first one is always negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Now, okay. if the other party is in bad faith, like he, he really, he, he's scamming you, he's defrauding you, right? He got the project done, he took the film, and then he doesn't want to pick. or he, then that's when you know that there's no room for negotiating here. This guy's just fucking, this guy's just scamming me. <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy's just scamming me, right? So, what you do is that's when you write uh, everything, again, written. You write demand letter. This is the time that you go to a lawyer. This is the time when the lawyer will write the demand letter on your behalf. And this is listen to a lawyer, and then maybe he'll recommend legal action. So, I won't say what specific legal remedies because, you know, it depends on it's the contracted. contract that you have. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's speculative and it's case-by-case basis. Okay. But before you go to a lawyer, or at least simultaneously even going to a lawyer, I suggest that you settle. You know, you negotiate because that's what the lawyer will ask you to do anyways.
1: Actually, we're in contractual law right now, so project management, that's what we're doing. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, there are four methods to um, sort of remed- remediation of like contract violation. And what mm-hmm. the just is, is there's mediation, so that's negotiation. Then there's mm-hmm. arbitration, where you have a third party come in to arbitrate. Whether then you can arbitrate, then third is like forgot but it's like oh that's third. also a lawyer yeah you bring your lawyers with you like you both parties have the, or you, you write a written a letter of demand a formal uh
0: letter saying what your claims are
1: okay and then okay hmm. and then yeah and then the fourth is litigation which is yeah going to court stuff
0: depends depends because the lawyer might just ask you to just negotiate on your behalf that's pretty much what the lawyer
1: sometimes does even before going to court uh well as much as possible you don't want to go to court right? but then there's also like the th- i think the third option is you have a lawyer come in and then the lawyer sort of acts as a judge and he writes the binding ah well that's just that's just negotiation but like the lawyer writes a new contract for you both of you yeah yeah that, that's kind of what you right. lawyer also because isn't that public that's like people will know that you're in court, mm-hmm. you're in court like either way if you litigate, apparently,
0: oh, actually, cool. even if you go to even if you go to court, what will happen is we have what you call mga uh, mediation proceedings. Um, the court will just in the first day in court, the judge will just ask, "Oh, what's your evidence? Okay, show me your evidence. Okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to meet with the mediator. Yeah. So the trial sus- uh, proceedings are suspended, and then you go to another the mediation. Uh, the branch, Philippine Mediation ano? branch, and so then you a whole just whole talk with, with the third person who is not even a lawyer, it's just an ordinary person who's yeah. just accredited to be a mediator. And then you talk about it with it for like 30 days, sometimes even two months. And then, if nothing is settled there, you're going back to court. And then, once you get back to court, the judge can ask you to mediate again before another judge. So, it's like before you actually get to the trial proper. Uh, legal proceedings require you to settle. Or not require you to settle, Attempt but to, to negotiate. Settle. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Attempt to settle. So right. that's how valuable avoiding litigation is. Like even if you go to court, you're still.
1: Even, have even court. To, even the court wants you to not go to court.
0: Yes, yes, pretty much. Uh, that's kind of to avoid uh-huh. the, the cost and hassle of litigation itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, no. All right, guys, so that was a fun talk. Uh, I hope we helped you with some of your legal questions or at least lingering legal questions about contracts and whatnot. If you want to know more about different aspects of the law, whether it be for business or human rights or even political rights, ah, we're definitely open to discussing that in the future uh, if you think that's a more interesting topic. So just let us know in the comments below. Uh, Again, this podcast is really aimed at translating the law into normal, practical, everyday language for everyone to use, Right, making it more friendly. Just a very important disclaimer is that, again, this is general legal advice. It's not specific legal advice. So if you have specific legal questions that apply to your case, I suggest you find a lawyer or consult directly with a lawyer. This is just general legal advice for the general public. All right, so take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely no problem. We have we have a few pending questions that we haven't addressed here, uh, specifically about business registration and taxation questions, which we hope to cover in different podcasts because it's way that will be like a long discussion. Contracts in itself is a long-winded discussion, so yeah, we hope to answer them in the next in the next episodes.